Hi, I'm Michael Krogman, and this is the Hospital IQ Podcast. Today we have Brian Dickerson, our Senior Director of Product Management for Workforce. Brian, I know that nurse burnout is an issue that's important to you. A lot of people can relate to burning out at you know, their own jobs and have their own experiences with that, but it seems to be particularly acute in nursing. Why do you think that is? Well, I think when you think of the job that a nurse has um, and the different aspects of of the job from um, just the physical side of having to be on your feet all day, uh, uh, doing, uh, uh, you know, working with patients, lifting more weight than and a lot of people could do with um, how they have to deal with patients, plus the emotional uh, uh attributes of dealing with people in very bad situations, the stress of, of caring for somebody and having, in, in, in all essence, their life in their hands. Um, that, you know, that makes a job very hard. And then you throw on top of that the chronic nursing shortage, um, the cost containment pressures of try, and, and, and continually trying to get more done with less. Um, staffing and uh, workload are a huge deal, and in many organizations, many hospitals that are 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 short staffed, you know, they're they're not only working long hours, but they're continually getting begged to work more and more. So it's a very difficult job, uh, arguably just the job in nature, but then being short staffed and trying to do more with less constantly, it's uh, very challenging. And. I would imagine this is an industry-wide issue, but the nursing community is also very tight-knit. So within a city or a, a geographical region, can particular hospitals develop a reputation for being you know, tougher to work at than others? I think it's a lot to do with more of the, the planning aspects. You know, staffing and, and, and scheduling in healthcare has been very reactive for many, many years, as long as I've been in this for 30 years. And it's really, it's really about, well, wait, let's see what we have, and then we'll figure out how to adjust our staffing to meet the demands of the patients. And that's just not very conducive to a good work experience where you just never really know, you know, where you're going to work when you get there, how tough your day is going to be. Um, you know, maybe you might even get sent home um, because there's not enough work. And, uh, you know, so I think there's, uh, you know, progressive hospitals, the ones that are, are doing pretty well, are looking at technology to help them with that so they can, they can be prepared and, they, and at least uh, create some transparency around and show the staff what they're trying to do to, uh, to really limit the amount of times that they have to uh, be uh, put in situations that are not optimal to providing care. I know that you're frequently on-site with our customers and you work very closely with nurses and have throughout your career. Do you have a success story that you could share with us? Yeah. Uh, w- one of the hospitals working with in Des Moines, Iowa, um, you know, we've, we've done a lot of work and we measured a lot of, uh, of value around the financial aspects of, of uh, you know, being better prepared and in, 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 in cutting back on the amount of incentive pay to get people to work extra shifts and overtime and stuff. But we've also looked at the amount of time that we're asking people to float outside of their, what they call their core unit, which is their home location. And we're measuring that and reducing, you know, we're, we're reducing that. And, um, and also staffing um, in longer blocks of time prior to using the system. In some cases, they were floating people every four hours. And that's just not conducive to quality care. I mean, you think about it, you're, you just get wrapped up with your patient 
and and you get to 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 the point where you got everything figured out and you're you're switching to a different unit and and that just doesn't work very well so i think from a from a nurse burnout standpoint reducing the amount of time that they're they're moved around keeping them when they are asked to move around keeping them for longer durations so they they have a better opportunity and then just better planning of of you know of the the next week so that you know you can see the days you're going to be short and you can you can actually start moving people from day to day within their home unit and and communicate with them so they're so so they have advanced warning but also look at the bigger picture across all the units and this is happening um, so that you're making sure from a, as a unit manager that you're not going to be short staffed on a day where multiple units are short staffed where your where your float pool might not be able to help you and if you can adjust your own staff to days where you will be the only one short then you have a better opportunity of getting help and and, and really relieving the stress on on your on your people so uh, you know there's some great great um you know more anecdotal stories from the client too that you know just here and there um just in conversations how they you know they they just see that the the workers are happier right well i know that that's something that you and your team have been and continue to work hard on and uh, i appreciate the time today for brian dickerson i'm michael krogman and this has been the hospital iq podcast mm-hmm.